Hi, it's Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review, and this will contain spoilers, so if you haven't watched The Boys Episode 4 of Season 2 yet, uh, you can pass on this until you do. So in my last Boys podcast, I talked about the first three episodes, and like I said, this is a show that I actually really like. It just makes me uncomfortable sometimes. Uh, the good guys are pretty bad, most of them anyway. And uh, I don't know, there's just some uncomfortable situations, but that's the whole point. This is a, like any good drama or sci-fi or fantasy or whatever comic book movie, uh, shining a light on some real-world issues and things through the lens of fantastic events. There you go. That's a good explanation for what some of these things are. And uh, I like what they're doing with the show. I mean, the fourth episode, arguably the best one of the season so far. We're now halfway through. It's also 68 minutes long, which is about as long as some Disney movies. So it is a movie and not exactly a fast-moving one, but it was worthy to get heavily into some characters and some situations. There were definitely some plot twists that were introduced at the end of the third episode that they had to deal with, and you find out some other stuff. So like I said at the beginning, there will be some spoilers because there's really no point in delving into a single episode of a show if you're not going to talk about some of the things that happened in it. But that's why I liked the episode. There is uh, character arcs like crazy going all over the place. They find a little bit more about this older superhero known as Liberty. You've seen towards the end of the last couple of episodes, uh, billboards and other paraphernalia about this earlier hero, but we don't know anything about her. Well, in this episode, we find out that she's Stormfront. <laughs> Basically, she's reinvented herself, uh, and she's the same person who performed a racially charged murder back in the day. And so that adds another layer to her character for sure, but it's also getting very tense between her and Homelander. Uh, he's not liking that people are interviewing her, and, and so he starts really acting out in this episode. He puts A-Train on medical leave. He outs Maeve on television <laughs> in an interview just right there. Uh, kills Doppelganger when he tries to seduce him, and I'm not even going to get into the would you or would you not of that conversation. And then you got the deep doing his thing with the uh, the Church of the Collective, and he thinks he's falling for somebody. This fan came in and was interviewed, and they're looking for him a wife to soften his image, and yet they they they're gonna you know it's a planned marriage. They've got something in mind for him. So that was a little plot twist there. Starlight and Huey are not doing very well because she thinks they're starting to get used to the danger that they're feeling all the time, and it's very strange. Uh, in this episode. Homelander almost kills Starlight, definitely threatens her, and it's a very uncomfortable situation to be in. It What adds an added bit of the drama, these are some things that happen in your everyday drama shows that happen on every other network, but these are superheroes. And so if a superhero dude throws a small superhero girl up against the wall, you know he could you know, crush her, kill her, and she could fight back, of course, with eye lasers or whatever her specific powers are but it just that adds a little bit of depth and and heft to some of this dramatic and some of this almost overacting that goes on i think the acting's very well done there is a gritty realness to everything that happens in the show i i understand that kripke wanted that from day one wanted to to 
do away with some of the standard conventions that that a lot of comic book and action movies like killing off female characters and shuffling to the side. I understand that like Butcher's wife Becky has a different arc in the comic than she does in the show, which that's another thing that brings me up. Um, He finds out where his wife is. He goes to save his wife, and they have this conversation about the kid because it's not his kid, and maybe he doesn't really want the kid, so she's going to stay in the prison for now. Which kind of goes against what she was planning to do in the prison if Homelander wouldn't agree to some of her terms. She was going to kill herself in front of her son. (laughs) And ruin him for life, I guess, was the thinking there. It just seems a little strange that she made that decision while being in captivity, but when presented with freedom, she decides to remain in captivity with a decision that kind of goes against that decision. She loves her son, obviously. I don't know. I don't know what the writers were going for there, and maybe it'll be fleshed out in the last four episodes of the season. It was a very interesting episode. It felt like two episodes. So much happened in it. It felt like a movie, and I'm not saying that in a bad way, like, oh, man, it was really long. I mean, I did look down, and it was 65 minutes, and I go, wow, I didn't realize it had been this long, and at 68 minutes, it was done. But this was a turning point for me that made the series even more must-see television each week than it was already. Like I said, I enjoyed the first season. I was very much looking forward to the second season, but I didn't jump on it the day it appeared. And then when I had time over the weekend, I did watch the three episodes. And I was interested. But with the fourth episode and what's going on now, I'm totally invested and ready ready to you know finish up with the four. Kind of wish this was binge-worthy. I would still try and only watch one episode a day because I'd want to kind of, you know, It's one of those shows that you can kind of digest and mull over for a little while. But we're stuck with watching a different episode every week, so there's four more weeks to go. Here we go. If you're watching The Boys, I would uh, love to know what you think of it. Um, If you're watching it, I'm I'm sure you dig it. Uh, It's quite popular, doing quite well on Rotten Tomatoes as well. Like I said, the cast is all doing well. The writing is good with, like I said, that little bit of confusion. Homelander... The one thing I can say about the actor is he's playing Homelander so well, you just want to punch the guy in the face. Pardon my friend, should make this PG-13, but he is doing an exceptional job of being a total prick. Um, There's no other word for the character. He is just blonde, blue-eyed, good-looking, studly dude who is a complete and total jerk and wants to be and, and tries to be. And now he's got some psycho issues, some psychosis going on, and... Ah, well, it's it makes for interesting television. And as I said in my previous review, if you're into the ultra-violence that happens from time to time and the plot twists, which sometimes take the breath out of you almost, uh, The Boys is an interesting and unique entry into the superhero genre that you can stream on Amazon right now. At least the first four episodes. we got to wait till Friday for the next one. I did this podcast because currently right now is the premiere going on of my interview I did with Ian George from Amongst Liars, an up-and-coming UK band, and it's a really great Zoom interview we did on Friday. I didn't really want to sit here and watch myself, to be perfectly honest with you, so I decided to do a podcast review of a show I watched over the weekend. So there you go. Not only a review and, and some editorialism, but also the whys. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com. Check out the links below for all of my other projects. Please subscribe. Please share. And thank you oh so much for listening. <laughs>